take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. And welcome back to a road episode of Couples Synergy <laughs> with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Couple Synergy. And please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 25 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with, or their road buddy. (laughs) (laughs) On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the gut feeling and trusting your gut and what happens when you don't. You know, and and, uh, we are actually back on the road back uh, heading back towards Colorado and uh, it's it's been a kind of an interesting drive yeah I want to give a shout out to uh, Nick and Michelle Michelle asked us to bring her back a tumbleweed and we didn't really see any but in the last five minutes I've seen three really big ones tumble across the road and we're just outside of Denver right now so that's kind of interesting. It's art for them in Illinois. Out here, they're weeds. <laughs> they are a nuisance out here. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to talk about that gut feeling. You know, that you think about any mistake that you've made or any, you know, an any inkling, regrets. An inkling you've had. An inkling that you've had. It doesn't even have to be something you've done. And, you know, when that comes up, a lot of times people ignore it. And that can have some severe consequences, ramifications, especially in your relationship. You know, not trusting that that inkling or not acting on it. You know, it causes us to start to rationalize and causes us to kind of get into our head and it really creates this this distance between you know who you are and and what your truth is yeah those inklings those gut feelings they're one of a few things one is they could be alerting you that something is wrong something is happening that isn't correct it isn't right there's a problem the other thing is that inkling could be I'm shifting from where I am to where I would like to go, but that's causing a disturbance because change requires letting go of something to make room for something new. And oftentimes we'll put the brakes on. So we can ignore these gut feelings. We can ignore our inklings. 
But what it does is it kicks the can down the road and collects interest as it goes. It is not a surprise that the research says that couples wait a minimum of six years before seeking outside help. And, you know, you can only imagine what bad habits a couple is going to develop over a six-year period and how many inklings they have along the way that they don't act upon. They don't do anything about And so when you think about the, the saying, a stitch in time saves nine, you know, it really comes into play because, you know, if you act upon those inklings when they come up, then you have an opportunity to really, you know, adjust or to fix, you know, something that might be going awry. And I remember in our relationship earlier in the beginning, I could just have a feeling and it wouldn't really even be attached to a thought that something was either out of balance or I was uncomfortable with something that was going on. I wouldn't even know what that was. I would say, I have this feeling. And then as we were together longer, I remember pushing those feelings away. And not wanting to talk about them, not wanting to do the work, not wanting to upset things. And I think in the beginning, you know, before we had our second child, before things got real busy, we had the time and we chose to take the time yeah. to have those long in-depth conversations. And then you were working on your doctorate and we're running a business, we had kids, well, we're so busy. Yeah, life just gets in the way. Yep. And, you know, when that happens, you, you you kind of put it, you push it to the wayside because it just seems like it takes a lot more effort. And then know? it comes out in an explosion. <laughs> yeah. But not the real inkling. That's not what really comes out in the explosion. What comes out in the explosion is the frustration of sitting on it. And then you let off some steam, but you're really not tending to it. And now, in the more recent years, it's almost impossible for us not to attend to stuff. It gets so in the way of trying to create, like this podcast, or write a book, or uh, we moved our homes. There's so much we're in the stage of creating that we don't want it to be part of our future. So we want to tend to it right away. And the stuff that we kicked down the road, that took us years to recover from. Yeah, you know, this is something that, you know, most people really don't, are not aware of. And it happens in every relationship. And when they start to really attend to things, it's usually after having some really major problems because those inklings were not attended to and, and not even discussed. You know, when we think about our emotions, you know, they, they occur first before we have thought. That's just how our brain is designed. And so why do we have emotions? You know, they're, they're like, they we're driving, it's like lights on a dashboard, it tells you you know something is occurring or that there's a problem 
but it, it's telling you that there's something that you need to pay attention to. And when we have emotions or these inklings, they're going to come up as, as emotions or as feelings, you know, we, we have to take heed. We have to explore it. We have to talk about it. Even if it might be, you know, kind of a, a remnant or a memory that's coming up for healing, it's still something that you have to take a look at because it's coming up for a reason at that time. If you think about if you're a parent and you have a small child, you might look at them and get a sense that something isn't quite right. And you might dismiss it. You might think, oh, I'm being sensitive, I'm overreacting. And then maybe a couple days later you figure out, oh, they are teething or they are sick or something is wrong. And you go, I knew it. Yeah. And that's always the feeling is, I knew it, but I didn't do anything about it. And the space between I knew it and I didn't do anything about it, the length of that is where the debt collecting happens. The interest starts to pile up. And that's where regret mm -hmm. is built also. Yeah. And, and resentment. And resentment, right. Yeah. Because, you know, let's say you had an inkling and, you know, you mention something to their partner and they say, you know, oh, it's, it's not a big deal or they just kind of brush it off and you don't do anything about it, then you are going to build resentment towards your partner, you know, for not, really it's a resentment towards yourself because you didn't do anything about it. You allowed yourself to be talked into, you know, that it's not a, not a big deal. So, you know, that's, that's really where this disconnect from your, yourself, your head and the heart happen. This is what we are talking about when we say relationships are 50-50. So if your relationship has gotten so disconnected that someone is having an emotional affair or, or a physical affair or starts working a lot or gets really involved in some other activity and stops investing in the relationship. That person's choosing those things and that's on them. But the, the withering away of the relationship, that's on both of you. And that's, those are inkling moments that you feel pretty disconnected from your partner or when is the last time we've done something together? When is the last time that we've had fun? or went to dinner, whatever the thing is that you start to feel. And then you go, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm going to see what they do. I'm tired of being the one and I don't want to talk about it. I don't, you know, one of, one of our clients, the thing that he would say is, you know, I, I would keep quiet and I would keep things to myself because I didn't want to seem like a baby. I didn't want to be the complainer and I didn't literally, I did not want to be looked at as a baby. And you know, that's, that's from old programming, you know, where, you know, caregivers tell you that, you know, you, you should, shouldn't complain or you should keep things to yourself or not, you know, don't, uh, be, needy. don't be needy. Don't be so sensitive. Don't be so sensitive. That's another one, right? When, when really your inkling, your gut was telling you something that was right, 
and you were taught to keep it to yourself. And in relationships, we have now this this new opportunity, you know, to learn how to reprogram and deprogram what we've been taught, so that we could start to trust ourselves again. And and that is kind of the opportunity for everyone in a relationship is to learn how to, you know, trust yourself again and also create this this safe bond in a relationship where both partners in that relationship have that ability now to to be safe and open up to the other person, you know, without fear of judgment. One of the things that happens when you're in a long-term relationship is you change. And what might be something that you want now might change and later you don't want that thing. And that's usually very upsetting to the system because the system struggles between the status quo of what it has and its stability and what it wants and its desire to grow. And when that desire changes, it's like, you know, we tried so hard to get this, this is what we wanted. But then after you have it, that shifts and you want something different. And that is where those inklings come up and they seem unfair sometimes. It seems unfair that you work so hard in one direction and then you want to just sort of change. But that is a real thing that happens in life. It really is because we grow. And think about in your childhood, what did you learn about saying you wanted something and then getting it and not really wanting it? Or saying you wanted something, getting it, and then wanting something else? And it seems like you're not, uh, what's the word, satiated? You're not grateful, maybe? Something. or Like nothing's satisfied. Enough, you're yeah. not satisfied. But it really is a form of growth. And sometimes what we want is pointing us not in a specific enough direction that if we do land on the mark, that's where it isn't until then that we find that we're off. And those are really difficult conversations to have and very frustrating for your partner. Yeah. But it's still a truth. You know, I, I think that's a really important point to stress is that, you know, just because things were one way in your relationship, it doesn't mean that it can't change, right? That at some point you might have an inkling for something different right? Or what was okay for you in the past may not be okay for you now. And, you know, by saying something, it's not like, you know, you're not grateful or satisfied. It's that things have changed. And so that's one thing is the goal of a relationship is not status quo or satisfaction. It really is growth. It really is discovering on deeper levels and wider levels of who you are, who the us is, and the different experiences that we have that show us who we are. And they typically ask us to go into that side of ourselves that is the unknown, which is very uncomfortable to do. Absolutely. And that's going to start with an inkling. Yep. 
Absolutely. Growth is always going to start with that, that there's this, you know, itch that you can't scratch, you know, and, and it's, it's signifying this need for change, this need for something different, you know, and if you ignore it, it's not going to go away. In fact, it's just going to continue to grow and grow until you do something about it and attend to it. This is what, you know, sometimes people will call like a midnight life crisis and you go buy the car or you go change up the house or whatever the thing is that you do that you think is going to fill that longing and and that desire for, for more depth in your life and it doesn't. And this is where your partner might be going. You know, you said you wanted to get the motorcycle. We got the motorcycle and you weren't happy with that. And then we got the new car and you weren't happy with that. And now you're changing jobs and now you're going on a trip. But really you're on a journey. And if you take some time and sit and think about what do you really want to be feeling? What is out of balance in your life? Because then you won't spend so much time trying to fix it with a quick thing that is not really the thing that you're looking for. And, and it really is based on some deeper level of emotion or desire that might be maybe really vulnerable to say out loud. You know, when you're looking for, you know, I think midlife happens because you start to go, well, I've, I've got so much living to do and I don't know if I've done enough. And I don't know if I'm becoming. Because that's what we're doing here on this earth is becoming. We came here to become. Well, if you're waking up and you're going to a 9 to 5 for 20 years and you're sitting in the same seat and you're eating the same food and you're not doing much different, you're going to have a strong feeling of what's the point. And that's really natural and really normal. And the way the world tells us to fix that is to go buy something or go have an adventure or whatever that is. It doesn't tell us to slow down and get to know ourselves better and really figure out what we're made of. And so then the world comes and gives us a squeeze, right? And, and then we lose a parent or we start seeing maybe our even people we went to high school with pass away like wait a second this is getting real and it pushes us in a direction yeah young and wayne dyer would call that the shift right yeah the shift from the morning of life to the afternoon of life you know it's just listening to you talk about the midlife crisis and you know i i'm sure a lot of people back in chicago would think that we had a midlife crisis at some point. Maybe we did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and in, in picking up and moving to another state and not because of work or not because of family. In fact, we moved to a place where we knew no one. And, you know, our, our work obviously has, has taken us now internationally know so there really wasn't a need to be uh, located in, in a certain location but 
you know, I, I think that we have not not fully 100% our relationship, but have attended to those inklings. And one of those inklings was, you know, to live in another state and to hike and to, you know, go scuba diving and to hang glide and to, you know, have all these different adventures in our life. And from the outside perspective, we've, we've heard from people that they think we're nuts. They think we're crazy. You know, what? one of the exercises we have people do is to create a vision board. <laughs> and to really think about what you want in your life. And I can't tell you how many couples we work with that actually have the financial means to do it, but they don't. Yeah, yeah. They don't travel. Yeah, they don't go pursue hobbies. They don't. I just got to say, we're driving down the road. There's lightning like every three seconds. Yeah. And tumbleweeds everywhere. It's not raining right now, so that's good. But it's kind of interesting. <laughs> and we're recording, Be recording a podcast. recording a podcast. Yeah. Right. And I'm the one driving. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's kind of fun. But, you know, they don't do it. And then when we do do it, and we say, well, we ran, we run two companies and we have, our, our kids are grown now, but we do have relationships with them and our granddaughter. And we are often going back home and building relationships with our, back home to Illinois, <laughs> Colorado's our home, and building relationships with our staff and maintaining relationships with our families. So it's not that we magically don't have those things. It's just that we consciously chose to create a life in a way that we are fulfilling our dreams and living purposefully. And that's where we know it's possible. And a lot of people are very stuck in the grind. Yeah. In the stuff. For sure. For sure. You know, I, I can I can really pinpoint when I, I started to notice the inklings and attend to them, you know, much, much quicker, much, much quicker. And that was after doing Vipassana meditation. Because after doing the 10 day, you know, silent retreat, you know, doing meditation, Vipassana meditation for like 10 hours a day and, and really just being locked inside, you know, inside of myself. You know, that's when I was able to start noticing the the subtle inklings and those feelings that come up and knowing that if I ignored them, then it, it would just get stronger, right? Or, or really knowing I couldn't ignore them anymore. It was a level of awareness that, that I experienced that really helped me look at those things, those feelings and, and say, I, I can't continue to put the blinders on anymore and I have to do something about the feelings. Yeah, there's so many people I think about that right now are, they've retired and they have their money in investment accounts and they worked very hard and amassed what they felt would be a comfortable way to be retired 
only to find out in the last several years that the money went away because the stock market isn't doing so well and how unsettling that is you think about every day that you got up and you worked hard and you saved that money so that you could get to this place and then the certainty isn't there anyway and I think that's one thing that we've always done is we are very comfortable living with uncertainty and one of the ways that we manage that is by not having debt because our money always fluctuated because we own our own company and so if we did plan a vacation that was paid for in cash and it was something we would experience and when the experience was ended so was the debt of it we paid for it and that kept us much more certain than having like we didn't even have a car payment until we were married over 20 years we would just scrape together a couple thousand dollars to buy a cheap car because that was brought us too much uncertainty to have car payments and that is one of the mistakes I think people make and even even early in our life when we had zero money we would still go camping we would still do things that were totally free or very cheap because we're very restless people (laughs) and sleeping in a different hotel multiple times a month is kind of how it goes for our life right now or family members houses or wherever but you know some people can't even take a risk and stay out or stay awake longer than their bedtime and maybe enjoy company of someone and one thing I've noticed out here now that we feel more connected to how we choose how we want to be living our life we don't buy much stuff We don't have that type of thing where, you know, you just shop for the sense of shopping. Plus, shopping is an all-day thing out here. (laughs) But when's the last time you just bought stuff? Uh, Back when we lived in Wakanda. Yeah. It was really more about accumulating stuff. Yeah. Right? And accumulating over the years and how often do you actually use it you know and towards the end when we you know sold the house we realized a lot of the things that just were hanging around that we didn't use you know we purged a lot and there wasn't a need to replace it yeah you know i i think you know out here and and kind of living in this kind of environment it it really helps us focus on the important things and helps us focus on those inklings that we have and you know we we attend to them right away we don't let things just sit you know i wouldn't say that we're restless i would say that you know we we listen to the feelings and if we have a feeling that we want to go drive through the night then go drive through the night if we have a, a feeling that we want to go and attend a concert we go attend a concert but it's it's really listening to those feelings inside and, and not dismissing them or or intellectualizing them right 
we're trying to come from a place of, of uh, you know, reason, logic and reason. You know, the whole language of relationships is emotion. And, you know, if we are not listening to those emotions that are occurring within us, then we are not feeding our relationship. I think the other thing we do is we also know what to do when we are having those inklings and we don't know what to do with them. And what we do is we turn the TV off, we go sit outside, we go for a hike, we do something that uh, usually has a physical component to it. And, you know, when we hike, we don't talk. We just are in ourselves and we're thinking and we're we're processing, processing, we're uh, reflecting on our lives. And we take that time to sit. And it's time that you're probably spending watching TV or being on your phone because we do that too. We get we get too distracted, and we eliminate our distractions, and then we go sit in it or walk walk in it. Really, we do a lot of hiking, and that's where we get our aha moments. And you can't get an aha moment if you're not even acknowledging that something's out of balance or that sure. there's a desire for growth. Right. And so if you have no idea what to do, that's what we would say is do that. If you're not into meditating, find something that is is a physical activity that allows you to free your mind up so that you can hear those aha words. I don't know if you've ever spent a day out in the yard doing yard work and then when you're done, your brain is like dead. And you just want to sit and have a beer and be like, ah, that feels good. That's what we're talking about, like getting to that place where all that stress gets out, all of the distraction, all of the the tension. And then it just sort of shows up. It shows up because you're open to it. And the choice is yours. That's what free will is all about. This can be 10 minutes. This can be 10 years. This could be a lifetime that you never tend to those inklings and everyone on their deathbed has those type of regrets if they haven't done it. That's what unfinished business means. Yeah, you you absolutely don't want to get to the end and have those regrets that you didn't listen to yourself and you didn't do the thing that you wanted to do or say the things that you wanted to say. You know, just go for a drive. Yeah. Keep the radio off, you know, or just go for a walk. Don't listen to anything, you know, just be within, be with yourself, you know, just sit outside on the back porch, you know, without any distractions and the thoughts are going to come up, you know, those inklings are going to start to get a little bit louder and once you become more aware of them, that's when you can take action. There's something about being in nature that really helps tune yourself. So if you have that opportunity to sit somewhere outside, listening to the sounds that are there and seeing nature and the small movements like a bird, that'll help you get into that regulation 
of that get, getting rid of the stress and the tension so that your brain gets in a place where it's more receptive and just sit and reflect and if your partner is willing you know sit sit with them go for a drive together turn the radio off talk and talk out those inklings that both of you might be having get bored together hashtag get bored together <laughs> and then start creating but if you're in denial you know it it's not a secret you you know it trust that gut feeling i promise you your gut it's right it knows the truth and you don't want to find out when it's too late that you knew all along that there was a problem so thank you for joining us not only on our drive today but also <laughs> for joining us on couple synergy our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships and this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you our listeners for all of you listening please let us know how you enjoy the show if you have any questions comments or topic suggestions please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com if you'd like to book a consult with Gene and I you can also email us at contact at couplesynergy.com for more information about Couple Synergy, our programs such as Relationship 101, the Home Study Course, the Couples Weekend, the Couples Enhancement Weekend. I was thinking we should call it Relationship Enhancement Weekend. I love it. Yeah. The Couple Synergy Relationship Enhancement Weekend and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple. Look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you are a single person, or a person that wants to work on things and your partner doesn't, we are going to be creating a weekend for that in the fall. So stay tuned for that. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.